Welcome to Joke Workshop. It is six o'clock. It's a Monday and we are here. I was just saying that uh, last night a child was hitting on me. <laughs> it was it, seriously. I made him show, show me his ID. And he was like, I, I was like, why are you talking to me? And he said, you're pretty and smart. And I was like, what? He goes, take me home with you. And I was like, are you homeless? And he's, no, you live with your mom, right? And he's like, yeah, go home to her. She's worried about you. Uh, it was very flattering. These young guys, oh my goodness. Kick flip your way into my heart, baby doll. Uh, here we are at the joke workshop, uh, Mutiny Radio. Oh, that's what I was saying, COVID's over. When a 21-year-old on the street tries to make out with you, it's like, why are we wearing masks? Like, what are you, is COVID over? We just make out on the street now at 1.30 in the morning? Thanks, Geary. Uh, so this is the joke workshop, and the way it works is that comedians are gonna get four minutes, and you'll hear the horn at three so that you know what a minute feels like. And then we'll do four minutes of comments. And there's a microphone back here to give comments into. And yeah, so there's also, there's like plastic bags on stage if you want to use them. There's, I mean, it really, it's what level of safety you feel is how you feel. So, and I respect that. So there's hand sanitizer and bags if you want them, um, you know, masks and stuff. And sometimes people just take their mask and then put it over the microphone. That works too, but whatever. Uh, and then we'll give comments and you can come back here and, and you'll see how it works. Thanks you so much for being here. Thank you for donating to Mutiny Radio. It's really awesome. I hope that everybody applies for the sixth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up in October. 33 shows and we're kind of adding more too. And all the merch stuff, I just, we're finalizing it today. It's going to be so cool. The t-shirts and the, anyway. Um, so yay. And so apply to that through um, August 31st. And let's start the show. Uh, all right, your first comedian is here, and he kicks my ass in magic all the time. He's so cool. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kotsky. I got money, and that's why she fucking with me. I know she love me, and she tell me that. Hello, hello. Uh, I lost the game. Do have you guys play the game? Do you know what the game is? Oh, it's basically the game. The, the rules is kind of like the same rules as, like, your grandmother getting gangbanged. Basically, as soon as the thought enters your mind, you've lost. That's how the game works. I think we need to find a way to get rid of the game because it is horrible. It's essentially HPV. It You may forget about it for months and months and months, but it's always there, ready to flare up and ruin your day. I, I wish I could lobotomize the game out of my brain, but it would never work, because the surgeon would be like, all right, it was a success. Josh, do you remember the game? And I'd be like, ah, god damn it. All right, lost. Uh, the only game I really ever want to play is who can say the word game the most in an open mic, because I would crush that shit. I'm so good at that game. Game, game, game. And you stop saying game, because it sounds like gum, and it's not a real word anymore. Game, game, game. Uh, comedy has been going super well for me. Um, I'm kind of a big deal now. I got my first corporate gig. I am now officially sponsored by Chevron. So uh, just full disclosure, every word. Hey. Oh, you're good. How are you doing? You're good. Let Brown work for you. Go UPS. Um, anywho, where was I? Um, 
Game, 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 game. God, Chevron, thank you. I have no memory anymore. That's what COVID's done to me. I know three words. Uh, <laughs> Chevron, um, yeah. Your one-stop shop for animated car fetishes. It's really all they're there for. Uh, anyway, it's part, part of my contract with Chevron. I do have to do about two minutes on global warming. Oh, global warming. It's not real. Look, if global warming was real, could I do this? Wait, shit, that's for dreaming. Okay, it might be real, but I don't know. Maybe it's real. I heard this thing that like 30% of, of emissions are caused by like cow farts and 70% is caused by Trader Joe's. Uh, they say they're pro-environment, yet they have rows of freezers with no cover, just letting the energy roam free. They say, it's because Trader Joe's knows what us and our friends at Chevron have known for years. Global warming is a good thing. You all, I hear your sets, you all complain about how cold San Francisco is. Imagine just a nice warm blanket wrapped around the world until we all just kind of fall asleep. Ugh, it'd be amazing. Plus, both sides of the aisle get what they want. You know, the conservatives, they get to watch the coastal liberal elite die. And the liberals get to say, we told you so. Everybody gets what they want. Uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm done on humanity at this point. I saw a targeted ad uh, for a pocket puppy, and um, any guesses as to what that is? You think it's a, a maybe like a Tamagotchi-like toy? Yeah, you play with it, you put it in your pocket. No, you think it's maybe a uh, yeah? Just just do it. There it is. <laughs> you think it's maybe like a nice plush toy for you to play with? Kind of. A pocket puppy is a stuffed animal that they shoved a pocket pussy into for your dog to fuck. We can't solve homelessness, but we have the technology to make Fido come. I, I'm done with humanity, and I know what you're thinking to yourself. Josh, why did you get a targeted ad for a pocket puppy? And to that I say, great question, but that's been my time. Thanks, everybody. Keep your hands clapping for Josh Kotsky. Oh, that was that was fantastic. Um, Grandma Gangbang, uh, wonderful. I want to hear it. you say it again. So it was just such a wonderful turn of phrase, and then the whole rules of the game. Very funny. Um, yeah, I would I would just say Grandma Gangbang a second time and maybe add some other rules to the game, other weird, crazy things that you're not supposed to think about. Because that was like, uh, but I feel like there's got to be other intrusively weird things. Uh, mm. Yeah, and then like the rules, uh, the rules of the game and all that stuff, I felt like you could make rules. Uh, the Trader Joe's freezer, I'm, you're a genius. Um, <laughs> I think I'm like, that's why I wrote that down. And everyone gets what they want. I have a smiley face and the pocket puppy. It's, it's your... I think all of that was fantastic. And it's funny because you were being all like negative, but your face is so young and positive. It just belies like the words, you're, like there's cognitive dissonance for me between your face and then the content and also the happiness of which you're like delivering this. Like that's a fun juxtaposition like to watch on stage. Other comments? Yeah, I also think like the happiness of your delivery made the line about like, we told you so, so much funnier. Like that is brilliant. Like I want... I want more of, like, the Trader Joe's stereotype, like, coexisting with the Chevron stereotype, because I think that would be hilarious. And then when you were talking about the pocket puppy, 
my and when you're talking about like we can't we could have solved homelessness but like instead we have the pocket puppy <laughs> like my mind immediately went to like if that person at that company instead like cared about society and like rather than investing in like puppy sex toys like what like i want to hear more about like like double click on that of like seriously if this one guy just like actually gave a shit about the people who are like struggling to eat like i want to hear more about like that particular fork in the road where you're choosing between like solving homelessness and inventing the pocket puppy other comments oh maybe maybe the homeless people's dogs are using the 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 dog sex toy Oh. All right, clap your hands together, everybody. Josh Gotsky! Yay! All right, that's how the job workshop works. Okay, uh, your next comedian. Uh, he's he's a lovely, he's a lovely, very funny, funny young gentleman. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langland! Yay! All right, let's get this party started. Um, I, um, I've noticed, I, I, I love how advertising, I don't know, sorry, yeah, I love how advertising companies love to pander to men. Um, I've been noticing it a lot more recently, and it's just funny because you kind of hear it a lot for women, you know, you hear certain ads targeted towards women, but, like, the men, the targeted ads for men are, like, so fucking ridiculous. It's like, you guys, we all know Old Spice, right? Old Spice, like, who's the spokesperson for Old Spice? It's that, like, really masculine dude with the towel. He's always got the towel and his shirt is showing. And they're kind of tongue-in-cheek with it, where they're like, men have skin, too. But it's like, men eat that shit up, bro. They eat it up. They're like, fuck yeah, dude. If I got to fucking put on deodorant to look like that guy, I'll do it. You know, we eat that. We're so fucking dumb. We, <laughs> I see it all the time. I, I saw this other commercial. It was, it was a razor, just a razor, and it doubled as like a trimmer for your eyebrows, which is way too feminine, right? That's way too feminine for men. So the commercial's like this shirtless dude with a beard in a steel room with like flames around it, and it's called the Titanium Max Razor. And he's trimming his beard and his eyebrows, and it's like the toughest, most, <laughs> I don't even know what they said. It was like, gets rid of any hair on your face. And you see the dude and he's trimming his eyebrows. It's like, we're so fragile as a fucking gender that we need to have the most masculine stereotypes put into it. Like, we can't trim our eyebrows. We can't trim our eyebrows. That seems like a fair point. We should be able to do that. We, should, we can't feel guilty for that kind of shit. And men love it because that's, they only do it because it works, right? Go to go to the go to the store and go into the shampoo aisle. That's that's what that's the most telling difference of like, you know, pandering towards men and women. You can look at the women's shampoo. It's white bottles, pink bottles with flowers. Women are smiling. They use words like citrus and lavender. And it's so beautiful. And then you look to the men and it looks like all the containers are like for motor oil. It's all black and gray. <laughs> and what are the name of all of them? What's the name of all of them? It's Dove for Men. Gagne for Men. Pantene for Men. Everything's for men. Because we're men. And we fucking use shampoo. Like how fucking, <laughs> like it's like threatening our masculinity to like be clean. <laughs> we can't be clean. 
<laughs> and you look at the ingredients, it's like polyethylene glycerin, tiger blood, gasoline, <laughs> and the chopped up remnants of your enemies. Like it's the most masculine thing. They can't say lavender, right? They can't say lavender and citrus because that's for pussies, right? We can't be doing that. I just think that's ridiculous. Um, you guys know that like San Francisco's got this homeless problem. Have you noticed this? <laughs> Has anyone been outside recently? <laughs> I'm gonna think of this stuff. But uh, yeah, I'll make this quick. Uh, yeah, the, people's, the homeless people in San Francisco are a different breed. They are built different out here. You go to anywhere else in America, it, it, we if if there was a homeless Olympics, San Francisco would be America, and we would just wipe the floor with all other homeless people. It is insane the shit that we see out here. I, I, the other day I saw a man on a lift bike and he had a hatchet and a crack pipe in the little bucket in front of him. And of course he was wearing tidy whities when he did it. That's all he was wearing. Of course, like you only see that shit in San Francisco. That's why I love this city. It's like you cross, you cross the technological advancements of the city with like the rate at which we take people's houses away and evict people. So you, they kind of cross. The other day I was walking around. This lady was like, do you have any change? And I'm like, no, sorry. She's like, Cash app? What? <laughs> she pulled out her phone. It was nicer than mine. It was nicer than mine. What a world where San Francisco homeless people can have fucking cash app and a nice phone and don't have a job. This lady's got secrets that I want to know about. And uh, I don't know. She's doing something right. Thank you. Yay. Ian Langland. Hooray. Yay. Um, cool. Uh, you really sold it today. That was great. You're like totally selling it today, um, which is wonderful. And um, I would get to the ads, the examples more quickly because um, okay. you hemmed and hawed a little bit. But then you mm -hmm. had punchlines in there. Um, we're yeah. so fucking dumb. That was a great um, punch. It worked. Um, women pluck. They don't they don't shave. So but right. I, I know shave right. the eyebrows. That's so weird. Anyways, the motor oil was a great punch. And that whole list of the stuff was great too of uh -huh. what was in the um of what's in the shampoo okay and hatchet and a crack pipe dear god that is another just those are your i mean i just cut the fat because that was your punches were in there and they're funny uh-huh yeah thank you there we go i hear him now no 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 okay <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay. Um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts for you because buying men's deodorant is truly the most like absurd experience of all time. Like, first of all, like old spice. Like, why do I want to smell like something? Like, why do I want to smell like old spice? Yeah. Like, do I want to smell like expired paprika? Like, what are you okay. trying to get me to smell like? Uh -huh. um, and also the idea of like, at first I was like, you should maybe do brawny for the commercial instead of old mm. spice because i actually couldn't think of the old spice guy yeah immediately. I, yeah I, I was thinking of something i was like trying to think of like a an ad that everybody yeah has. and i think well i think brawny will accomplish the same goal of like oh guys only know how to college. clean because there's a hot guy who's doing it yes like guys only yes. put on deodorant because there's a hot guy doing it like are we all just secretly gay for the hot guy well, okay. you're using the brawny paper towels to wipe up your jizz yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that too. Um, Been there. <laughs> yes. Also, you need to, like, 
I loved where you were going with the like motor oil packaging and the okay. so, like the soap stuff. I thought was brilliant. Like sometimes I buy the Dove soap that has like the little like abrasive-y things in it. Yeah, it's like, got, oh, like, the like, tactical stu- grip. Yeah, like, the tactical <laughs> grip yeah. to it. Yeah, you know the ones I'm talking about? They got the little things that look like little grains of sand in them. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this yeah, must yeah, be better because yeah. it's got, like, grain. Yeah, like, it's, it's... They're always, like, primary colors, too. They're, like, uh-huh. red, blue, like... Um, well, I guess blue. What? So, the... Um, and then with the... Oh, with the motor oil thing. You have to talk about how weird it is to buy and use body wash. Okay. Because body wash truly, like, I feel like I'm putting on dish soap on myself yeah. every time I put it on. Like, I never feel clean. Mm. I just feel really, like, alert and, like, yeah. aware of my skin. And then it's, like, really, like, hot suddenly. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I had for you was oh, maybe, I, maybe I'm just learning Did I don't take showers correctly. Maybe the, Did you maybe, get high today? Did no, I smoke no, pot and no, you get high? No. Like, maybe on? I'm just learning I don't bathe correctly. Um, the last, the last, the last comment I have for you is the cash app thing. I think it would be really funny if like someone gave her actual cash and she thought it was the cash app. Mm. Like at this point, like people don't know what cash is that they think right. cash is like the cash app. Oh, okay. Got it. Hey, uh, hey what's up? really like the set. I don't know why I'm doing this. Whatever. Um, I don't know. Maybe like one step further at the end, you could be like, you just keep the like divide going of like. The lady's coming for your spot. Like, she has a nice phone. Your life's fucking going downhill. Mm. She's coming to take your spot. Okay. Cool. Uh, another idea for the build, too, just to make it, like, extra current as well. It could also be, like, you know, when you turn her down for the cash app, she'd be like, well, okay, subscribe to my OnlyFans, you know, something like that. That'd okay. OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langland. Oh, yay. Yay, and then yay. All right, your next comedian. He's been giving comments in the back. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! Woo! I had a bender Saturday night. Let me tell you about it. I got drunk at the edge, blacked out, left the bar as it closed, surveyed the street, and I was like, you there, the man with the green hair, you are coming home with me in this lift right now. And he was like, okay. So then we are making out in the back of this seat. Don't know his name at this point. All I know is he has green hair. And, like, if you've ridden a lift recently, you know you have to, like, have your mask up at any given point. And so we're, like, playing this game of, like, trying to make out, but then being like, ooh, oopsie, like, in case the lift driver's looking in the back seat. And he finally is like, oh, no, go for it. I don't care. I'm like... This guy's a little too into what's going on right now. So eventually I deduced it and I was like, bro, do you want to get in on this? He's like, yeah. So now I am making out with the green haired man. When we get to the stoplight, I'll lean over the seat and just suction cup my mouth onto the lift driver. It's a whole threesome that's happening. I'm like, pull over, park your car outside of my apartment. You are coming upstairs with me. And I'm hooking up with the green-haired man. The Lyft driver is there for a little bit. Then he decides to take a shower. And he doesn't dry himself off. So he comes out sopping wet. I'm like, bro, may I help you or something? And then 
I'm still hooking up with a green-haired man throughout all of this, but then the Lyft driver is just sitting there uselessly like Mitch McConnell's chin. And eventually he's just like, you know what, I gotta go. And I'm like, okay, that was weird. You really didn't stick around for that long. And I learned the next day the reason he left was because he broke my shower faucet, so that was fun. And he lives in Sacramento, so he had to get home to beat traffic because apparently he thinks that having a relationship where we're booty calling two hours apart in the Bay Area rush hour is ever going to happen again because he's tried to call me to get me over there twice now at 4.30 p.m. on a Tuesday. So yes, back to the night itself. I'm hooking up with a green-haired man. He's a biter and not in a good way. Yeah, he's, I, I, I'm like, hold on there, you know, do you want me to go in the kitchen and make you a treat? Like, so eventually I was like, enough, we're going to bed. I go, brush my teeth. I look at myself in the mirror and my body is covered in gigantic hickey bruises that make me look like I am an end of life gay AIDS patient in the 1980s. Like, Straight up, T-cell count is less than five. I've got the gay cancer. It's 1988. No one's going to remember who I am except for, like, whatever patch I end up with in a quilt. <laughs> so then the next morning, I wake up, and I'm hooking up with a green-haired man again. And he reaches for what he thought was the lube to put on my dick. Turns out it was my hand sanitizer. Yeah, uh... Burned while I peed for a day and a half. But guess what, bitches? My cum is COVID-free, so gobble up! That's my time. That's not a bit. That was just my real life. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Thank you. Keep it right, homie. Keep it right. Oh my Yay, bitch, Peter Struckmeyer. Oh, that was amazing. That's just an amazing story. Mm-hmm. The, the, all of it when you went to, and then when you ended with the quilt thing just that whole like diatribe and it, there, there's so much passion mm -hmm. behind it and it's so great and the specifics are all there it's just fucking great I mean the only thing I wrote down I put wet driver in your phone question mark like what, what did you what do you t what do you call him in your phone oh yeah and you could call him like wet driver because there wet was driver. or something something that he because he's this I just He's like a think, wet cat or something. So, so I would. The only thing I could possibly think to add would be some, like, because he ca called you twice, and he's in your phone as something about him being. What about wet. like wet man? Yeah. Or like wet gentleman. Yeah, just think of something to okay. name him. And that's yeah, yeah, the only yeah. thing I think voice, that you could add. He's in my phone as Lyft driver now. Oh. So. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, other people. Oh. Hey, um, Hi. congrats on the sex. Oh, That's thank awesome. You. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you. I don't know. You might have an opportunity. Like you kind of gloss over the fact that this dude was just like willing to get in your car. Like what yeah. happened? Like don't take candy from strangers. Like I don't know. Yeah. There might just be like something to to throw in there. So like the next day, we both compared notes, and we're like, "Do you remember me coming up to you?" And he was like, "No." And I was like, "Do you remember?" me coming up to you is like no so neither one of us remembered how we ended up but like we remember basically everything up until the moment that's like hey we're going home together and then we remember being in the car hooking up so you got like retroactive consent for a kidnapping yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> wow. oh, yeah.
Wow. <laughs> Write that down. Retroactive consent uh, for a kidnapping. Yeah. That's, so this whole story is so funny to me, but for some reason, like, I, I think I've told you this, but like yeah. the funniest part is the dude in the shower. Yeah. Like that for some reason is like the funniest part. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, what if this Lyft driver just does this? Like, he's like, I'm going to pretend to hook up with guys, right. get in their house, take a shower, get back in my car, go back to Lyft. So yeah. that could be an idea. Like, did I just get used by the yeah. Uber driver? <laughs> yeah. That could be an idea. And then I also, like, just milk the thing a little bit. He's like, so the Uber driver comes into my house. He disappears. And the last thing I thought he would do, he did. And he walks in and he took a shower. Like, like just like, kind of yeah, milk that a yeah. little bit more. And then for the end, so, so you say you have the... You have like the lesions on your right. body and it hurts when you pee. Yeah. I think you can oh. maybe wait with the HIV. I don't know if that's a symptom of it. I know it's like symptom of like gonorrhea, but if you want to mix like the oh hurts my God, what, I, like It's like, I just got all the STDs. Yeah. You got all the night. STDs. Yeah. 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 Like something like that. Uh, if you want to marry those two. I'm ideas. like, I'm like, you're like a potluck of STDs yeah. or something at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'd love to hear some um, lift innuendos of like, did he give you five stars? Mm. How did your rating change? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is your pool here? So oh, like, like, did you give him a tip? Yeah, I got his tip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that could be really fun. <laughs> or like, I gave him my tip or something. That would probably make more sense. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I just have one comment. I thought that the, you called him the green-haired man instead of the green-haired guy was brilliant. That made it so much funnier. That he was a, he, the green-haired man, not the green-haired yeah. guy. It was great. I just think like calling people man is funny. Yeah. Uh, seconding the green-haired man thing because it reminds me of uh, the yellow hat man from Curious George uh -huh. for some reason. Uh, or it's reminding me of like green eggs hat. and ham now. Egg, yeah, exactly. Like is he like, like Sam I am or whatever? Yeah, it's just like playful. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing too is just if you want to skip a lot of setup, you could just be like, so I, like you just get into it by going like, because you know it's like we made out because green means go, and then you could just go into the rest of the story if you want to. Like, <laughs> green means go. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, y'all. Clap your hands together, everybody. Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! Yay! Oh. Right, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dylan Yun. Yay! I'm half Asian, which sucks because it's just the bottom half. Yeah, I've got an egg roll at best. Take ladies out to Panda Express, in and out in the drive-through. That's it. But uh, yeah, my dad's Korean. My mom's white which means I have double racial guilt. The reason I say I have Korean racial guilt is, because you guys, have you ever heard of mukbang? Okay, so mukbang is basically people filming themselves eating really bizarre or a lot of food. Like it started off pretty tame, just a small Korean woman slurping down some live octopus, which in Korea they call sexy. Um, but, <laughs> You know, it just evolved from there. Like, I think they got bonus points for how endangered the animal was. There's like, is that a sea turtle you got? Panda. <laughs> but, um, you know, honestly, I think mukbang was just created by South Korea to flex on North Koreans. Like, I'm, I'm glad North Korea doesn't have internet because can you imagine if one of them saw these mukbang videos? They're like, mm, we got so much food. Oh. And they're watching like, man, all I got to eat is kimchi. 
and he's my cousin. <laughs> you know, like the only North Korean that does mukbang is Kim Jong-un. And I think he eats about half the country's food in one sitting. It does a little bit too much if you ask me. But uh, yeah, then it came to the U.S., this Korean disease. And um, of course, we made it somehow worse. Now it's like all these people eating 12,000 calories in one sitting. And like, they always have the camera super close up to their face. Like, you can just, you can just see the diabetes like going into their bloodstream. And like, all the videos are just waist up. So I'm assuming they're missing a foot, you know? But um, they're just chowing down, eating spaghetti out of a bathtub or something. It's crazy, man. Like, I, you think I'm making this up? I'm really not. And they wear these black latex gloves because God forbid they get that pig food on their hands, you know? They just rub it on themselves like a child eating birthday cake. It's kind of, it's someone's fetish, I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah, what else was I going to say about mukbang? Oh, yeah, you know, if you ask me, like, I think mukbang is an act against God. Like, honestly, I think God was just upset with Eve's apple mukbang, and that was the original sin, right? <laughs> Crazy. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, so, like I said, I'm half Korean, and my skills are with the ladies are pretty dismal. Um, I look like I can solve a Rubik's Cube really fast, <laughs> and that's about it. So, um... Yeah, so I'm on Tinder, which is really the McDonald's of dating, you know? You show up and you're like, yo, I think they messed up my order. I, I could have sworn I said no pickles, but here we are. And if Tinder's McDonald's, then eHarmony is Subway. Like, ugh, you're just out of options and really hungry. And like, you know it's bad when your spokesman's a pedophile, and apparently he tried to find love at Carl's Jr., like, oh, yeesh. Yeah, that one takes a second to get. All right, well, that's that's all I got for you guys today. Thanks so much. Yay! Keep your hands clapping, everybody. For Dylan Young, yay! Yay! That was great. Your energy is fantastic. And um, you didn't say a lot of, like, ums or ahs. You were just rolling, and it was great. And the opener with the egg roll I thought was very funny. Um, I feel like with the panda, it's a dumb, dumb joke, but you could go panda, pause, 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 express. You have a callback to your dick I gotcha, I gotcha, from yeah, earlier yeah. with the panda express. I know it's dumb, but spaghetti bathtub is amazing. <laughs> and um, the only other thing is mukbang. I, I, think, I think there's a pot joke in there somewhere because the word bong, you must not be a pot smoker. Do I look like one? I, I don't I don't know. It takes all kinds. I think I think days. that answer question that yeah that, I mean that answers itself. There you go. Uh, but that was that was great. Gotcha. Um, ditto on the spaghetti bathtub. That's brilliant. Um, I want them to be like actually bathing in the bathtub. Like at first, I imagine them eating it out of like a trough that happens to be like one of those big bathtubs. But like we should make them like actually like be in the bathtub. And, I gotcha. Okay. Right, and then like they're so fat that or and then they're like eating what they think is a meatball, but it's actually their testicle because they're so fat that they haven't seen their testicles in years that they can't tell the difference. And then I also, 
Um, my mind is going weird places today. Um, immediately when you when I started imagining a person taking a bathtub and spaghetti, I was instantly like, that must be why Donald Trump's skin is that color. Oh, okay. I got so you. I don't know if there's something mm-hmm. there. Because like, the stains. tomato sauce has to get you to that shade. I gotcha. Hello. Um, that was awesome. Um, I fucking love your last joke. I think you just need to hit like junior harder or something. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to rewrite that one because that's like, it, it's like almost too clever. It's like really hard to get. You know what I mean? No, I know. When so you're, just, I have yeah. the same issue where I'm too smart all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one, there might be an opportunity for you where, because um, at the beginning you did like the, oh, I'm half Asian, my bottom half, and then you went, oh, I only see the top half of the people eating. So, like, oh, that's your American half where you're just like eating a bunch of shit food. But there okay. might be like a way to kind of merge those two. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, eHarmony is Subway, I take issue with because eHarmony to me is just like, Something that, like, I would never, ever, ever, ever be on. But Subway is, like, so unbelievably trash. But then every once in a while, you're like, I crave Subway. So, like, Uh, I was like, what is this? For me, it's Tinder. It's like, which is the dating app that's, like, absolute trash pool? But every once in a while, you're like, that's where my dick's got to go. So, I don't know. That's my experience with Tinder and Subway. Um, Food for thought, (laughs) pun intended. Gotcha. All right. Well, thanks, you guys. Oh, wait, wait, more, more comments. Wait, wait, wait. One more, one more. You're gonna, you're gonna really need this, all right? Okay. Is it not the dick joke? Uh, yeah, I, I think you're great. I know you used to do the one-liners and stuff, which are like crazy to pull off, but I really like the way you flesh out your material. I think you're doing a great job. And um, just a few things. I know Korean, like, there's some horror stories of like North Koreans eating like rats in their house. So, and you were talking about how, like, they eat all these crazy animals. So, it's like, in South Korea, they eat rats, like, for entertainment. In North Korea, they eat rats to survive. But mm-hmm. I did like your kimchi joke. That was bad. <laughs> I wrote that down cousin. before you said that, and the kimchi <laughs> joke was really good. Uh, and, then, and then you said, um, yeah, you said, like, in North Korea, this is sexy. I think you could be, like, in North, uh, I, mean, I mean, in Korea, they yeah. call it, like, they, they, I think a replacement could be, in Korean, they have a word for it. It's called sexy. I think you just said in just Korea, it's it sexy. So you could be like, yeah, yeah in yeah. Korea, they call it sexy. Like, just like make it yeah. seem like it's like a word. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, good job overall. That was great. Awesome. Thanks. Clap your hands together, everybody. Dylan Young. Yay. All right. That's how the joke workshop works. All right. Your next comedian just walked in the door. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Oh, is he in the potty? He's gonna make he's gonna make an amazingly grand entrance. He's gonna it'll be an incredible entrance from the uh, from the it's okay it's it's I'll use I'll use this opportunity to say hey it's I know I hope you're writing a dick joke in there right now. No, there's someone in there. Oh, this is uh, you're listening to Mutiny Radio. It's the Joke Workshop. I'm your host Ben Benjamin. We're just chilling. We're your next comedian. Um, is in he's in the I hope he's not pooping that would be embarrassing oh crap well then we'll oh okay yay put your hands together for Kyle Morrissey I uh I I what (laughs) I had to go buy this wouldn't have happened I had to go buy anti-anxiety medication for my cat uh I this is why I'm late um it's true 
I wish it I wish it wasn't true. I wish I had a cool story like I I planned that. Although I've always wondered if that would happen. Kind of glad it finally did. Uh no, I did though. I got a I got a a therapy cat when quarantine started, which is ironic because its anxiety is way worse than mine. Um I'm serious. I don't I don't even have anxiety. But just the only way you can legally own a cat in San Francisco is to lie to a therapist. And so and so now I have a cat and also anxiety. Like now I have this thing it drives me crazy. I I finally flipped out the other night and just like grabbed it and was like uh, it, this thing's running around, it's peeing everywhere and I just had it and I had a moment of weakness strength. I was about to hurt a small animal, so physically strength strong, emotionally very weak. Grabbed this cat. And I started screaming at it. My girlfriend was like, you're strangling a therapy cat. Uh, <laughs> maybe you should just go to therapy. And uh, I was like, I can't. I lied to him to get this fucking cat. <laughs> I can't go back. I can't show my face. So just bought an anti-anxiety medication for the cat. Probably going to go buy anti-anxiety medication for me now. Uh, that was all I had about the cat. But it, but it was a transition. Because I, I was, you guys have uh, computer jobs? You guys have jobs where you sit in front of a computer? I, okay, I don't know. I mean, you're comics. Your lives are shitty. So maybe you don't, you know. I uh, I don't trust my coworkers because they use too many exclamation points in their in their emails. I, it's not, I don't think it's not. I mean, if you're a girl, yeah, that's fine. That's how girls talk. But like... Uh, the guys, it's it it's 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 just it's in email and it just it's it it reads unnaturally. It sounds like every email is a hostage video. Like yo, no, everything's great. <laughs> yes, no, actually there are no problems over here. I'll happily get that done for you. But uh, if you if you just don't write with an exclamation point, you 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 risk being misinterpreted. Like it it, you, it makes you seem unwilling if you're not like sounding enthusiastic and I run that risk every day I almost got in trouble with my boss because I forgot to use an exclamation point in an email the other day because he said hey it's it's the other it's the end of the week do you mind taking care of that report that was the email and I forgot to set, use an exclamation point so my email just read no <laughs> and he wrote back he's like excuse me I was like oh I'm sorry no <laughs> Not going to do that. And he said, uh, oh, all right, have a good weekend. That's fine. <laughs> you can just handle it on Monday. Just handle it on Monday. Um, I was really thrown off by the getting my name called while my penis was out and I was and urine was coming out of it. That was I felt very vulnerable. <laughs> oh, uh, I got Mexican food with my sister the other day. She's a very socially conscious person. So when it was her turn to order, she went, yeah, I, I'll take a, uh, quesadilla, and, uh, and I told her, I was like, I appreciate the intention, but that was Spanish, not Mexican, okay, that was, and she was giving me crap about, you know, how I just say quesadilla, she's like, you should pronounce it correctly, and I was like, I, let's, I think everyone would appreciate it if I pronounced it the way I look like I would pronounce it, okay, I'm just gonna leave it at that, thank you very much, all right. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Hooray. And then yay. Um, that was that was great. 
Um, do you want do you want to say things? Yeah. So the cat thing when you're strangling the cat and your girlfriend's like, "Why are you strangling the cat?" It's just like such low hanging fruit that there's like a like you're putting so much aggression into the wrong pussy joke. Like that she's like, why aren't you showing that level of aggression to me? Like something like that. That was the one thing that just kept going through my mind. I I loved that you have to lie to your therapist to get a cat. I thought that was a great. um, I wanted to know what drug it was. It's probably a diazepam. That's usually what they give cats. It's just, it's just human. Honestly, it's CBD. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm serious. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. You really should mention that. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, and right. then <laughs> giving weed to my cat <laughs> yeah. yeah and that vulnerability that was really neat and um maybe everyone should come from the bathroom yeah to start their yeah, set you so they could feel because you felt so natural and like everything worked it was a good start <laughs> uh I-, I wanted you to say that you did no the cat. Ian, no no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> i wanted you to say that you did the cat's the cat medication at some point you got so stressed by what the cat oh was doing. I tried it yeah that you were like fuck I'll it say like, I'll, I'll say I tried it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but or I, I like want to try where you're it. like now I gotta start getting medication but yeah. I, I think it'd be funny if you were just like I I, I had to pop one at some point like, yeah yeah just definitely and then that's how you reveal yeah and then I, you go, I and was then, never in a pet food express. And, and then you can be like, and now, now I'm addicted to uh, cat medication. Yeah. My doctor's like, and like when I get the prescription, like, why do you need so much? <laughs> it's a fish flavored gummy. I just revealed that I was just <laughs> at a dispensary the whole time. Gummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle, I like the 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 exclamation point one. I, what I'm wondering is if it it might also be funny to instead of saying no, if you said something that sounded normal at first, just like right. like sure, right, and then like and then the guy reacts badly, badly, and that could set you up for a misdirect at the end to re- reveal like, oh, I actually said sure, dickhead, or something like, uh, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean, okay. like for yeah, the other line, definitely. But, but I, I like sure. the premise, and I'm curious to see you know variations. Thank you, yeah, yeah, thank you. Hey, I hope you had a good pee. So you said that like you said you couldn't go back to your doctor because you lied to him, but you could maybe go like, well, now like, like now it wouldn't be a lie because you actually do have the anxiety. Like, That's a good point. Yeah, maybe yeah, good point. Around. Yeah, kind of roundabout. Yeah, okay. I like the idea of your emotional support animal needing an emotional support animal. Yeah. To cope with its anxiety, yeah, yeah. you know, okay. maybe it needs an emotional support bird. I don't know. You could get absurd there. Kill it. it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure if somebody else already said this, but uh, you could it say something about like how you know the cat's trouble when he can't even handle regular weed. He needs CBD. <laughs> <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> Clap your hands together, everybody. Thank you. For Kyle Morrissey. Thank you. That's how the joke workshop works. Yay. Uh, your next comedian doesn't know he's up because Connor isn't here yet, is he? And Lee didn't show up, but you know who is here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Pat Miller. Yay! All right. Got some fresh uh, scripted material for you guys. It's going to be dumb. Get ready. Um, yeah, so computers are making it super easy, you guys. I love it. Making it super easy to pretend to be a nice person. Um, before, like, if, if I wanted to know your birthday, I had to really care, right? Now, uh, you know, my computer just, like, pops up. 
this little notification and and all I have to do is like tap the ignore button um, it's pretty great uh, sometimes I do decide to send a, a cool birthday gif uh, not a gift a gif that someone else made I like those um, I like those you know you if, if you if you see one what's gonna happen is you're gonna see it you're gonna enjoy it and uh, now you're gonna think I'm a thoughtful guy you know, n next thing, next thing you know, we're we're both getting a couple's massage in my uncle's backyard. Uh, it's a it's a rapid, uh, yeah. But what you might not realize is, you know, that calendar reminder only took me like ten seconds to to set down. If I had to use my actual brain to remember, uh, it would have been I don't know forty three seconds. You know, it's a big time savings. I, I'm no time wizard, but that's like thirty three seconds back in my pocket o time, which is pretty. It's pretty cool. Probably enough time for 33 karate kicks. Um, and that's what I'm trying to maximize, my karate kicks. Uh, I thought my computer knew all the knowledge. I found the limit. I found the limit. It, it couldn't answer my deepest, like most burning question. I, I said, hey, computer, computer, how many hamburgers have I eaten since 1992? And uh, it didn't. It didn't know the answer. I was pretty disappointed. I just, like, it didn't keep track. I thought it was keeping the stats. It didn't. Now my, like, sweet, sweet personal stats are lost to the sands of time. I'll never get them. I, you know, I, I wish, I wish I could know. I wish I knew how many times I've said the word Charizard. I'll, I'll never get it. I'll never get it. I tried some other things. Say, hey, computer, I'll give you one more shot. Tell me this, computer. Am I gay? Uh, yeah, it didn't know. It was like there's way too much conflicting data out here. Um... You know who would know? Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey, what a computer should have been, you know? Affirmative, Dave. You kissed three men last night. Um, Dave would know. Not Dave, Hal. Okay, transitioning. Um, you guys know how sometimes like a dude will drive down the street just like blasting music, right? So loud your ears fall out or whatever. Um, you guys like that? You like that when that happens? I love it. I love it. It is so great for my self-esteem. Because I uh, think about this. This guy isn't doing it because he loves music, right? He, he's doing it because he wants people to think he's cool, right? Which, which means uh, he wants me to think he's cool. <laughs> he cares about my opinion. That's great. I mean, I mean... This is the coolest guy in town, and his self-esteem depends upon my approval. If so facto, I must be a pretty cool guy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell my dad. Can't wait to tell my dad he was wrong. Uh, let's close on one more fun thought, you guys. I've been thinking about the border wall. The border wall is fun. Hashtagging back. It's still a thing. You can still talk about it. It's still happening. Um, I heard that uh, it's kind of silly because most people don't come here. Um, from crossing that southern border, right? In fact, most people actually come here from a uterus. Um, so, yeah, clearly the answer here is a different type of wall. Uh, it's a wall where we castrate all the men uh, from Europe. <laughs> I don't have an ending to that. That says it's going somewhere I don't want to go. Let's say that's all for me. I'm Pat. Appreciate any... Whatever. Thank you. Pat Miller, everyone. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. That was, <clears throat> there was just like, there were, your non sequitur -ness 
is um, it's super fun. It's weird, and I don't know where you're going, and that's fun. Like you, you say weird things, like the couple's massage in your backyard. I'm like, what? Like what? How does that even? And it's a pretty clear image, but I was just like, wow. It was just you have, the, but that randomness is is great and interesting writing and stuff. Um, <clears throat> I would lean into that Hal voice harder. You sort of gave up on it before you started, okay, but yeah. you know, like, because you know, people who know the reference will think it's really funny, and you can take some time with that act out. You know, why not? Um, and then you can be silly, can, and you because you're silly, you're silly, you're saying silly stuff. So, you know, give yourself an opportunity to like, you know, lean into the silliness. Um, any other co comments? People. Uh, I, I like that you type up your notes. I think that's cool. <laughs> okay. That's all I have to say. I've never seen that before, and that's tight. So God bless. Hey, love it. Thank you. Cool. All right. Any Thank other? You guys. Any other stuff? Put your hands together, everybody, for Pat Miller. Running with the ops, love. Running with the ops. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, he just walked in the door, but he's here all the way from Houston. Put your hands together, everybody, for Connor Carter. You ain't even with the shit. Now you coming to my face, nigga. Now you got the spits. Is he in the bathroom too, for real? Cause that would be so funny. Yeah. Sorry, let me. I didn't even wipe. I just had to get out. That's. Sorry. All right. Um, I think I have a foot fetish, but it's just for black guys. Uh, and I call it athlete's foot. Okay. A little turf toe. Mm. It's good stuff. All right. Uh, I've been working with my counselor. I think I have a little anxiety around black people, and it's because I'm terrible at handshakes. Um, so that is a bummer. All this stuff, it's like every handshake is like a game of rock, paper, scissors. And when they go paper, I go rock. And when they go rock, I flinch for some reason. So I don't know. It's probably a me thing. That's why Asians bow, because there's no, there's no confusion of this with a head. Right? We don't touch heads. We touch dickheads, but that's only in the Philippines. That's just some of Asia. All right. Good Lord. All right. Let's try. I've been, uh, I got in a little driving thing in Texas, which is where I'm from. Uh, so I have to practice defensive driving. And uh, defensive driving is kind of like wiping your ass. When you see red, you should stop. Okay. I don't know if you ever have this thing where uh, you try to look something up on your phone and you realize you were in incognito mode the last time you were on Google. It's kind of like when you see shoes dangling from a telephone line. You're like, there's no evidence, but I think something bad just happened here. All right, okay. Maybe I just watch porn too much. Jesus. Uh, and I do watch porn a lot. My porn history is kind of like my Fitbit tracker. It's pretty normal but some days have a lot more steps than others. Okay. Uh, I, got a, I got a dog recently. Yay. And I, uh, yeah, I had a dog. 
uh, for lunch, but this dog's for the family, which is fantastic. And I, I like dogs. Dogs are very sharp and clever because we use them to detect, like, cancer, drugs, anxiety, all these things that humans can't perceive. And that's why they always freak out at the vet because they know healthcare is a scam somehow. They're very sharp. Uh, this dog is four in dog years, which means it's between 50 and 200 in human years. It's not a very mathematical thing. I think dog years is just a convenient way to explain to your children why your dog is aging so poorly. Because when your daughter's 14, she's, in, she's approaching, uh, you know, young womanhood. And then when a dog is 14, uh, it's, it's really, it has more tumors than nipples at that point. There's just, at a certain point, it's just a tumor with a dog growing out of it at a certain point, right? Uh, okay. So yeah, dogs age really bad. Black labs age fantastic, but beagles, mm-mm. Okay. All right. And you don't say, uh, there's no years for other things. Like, if I have a week-old banana, we don't say, you know, it's a week-old, but in banana years, it's a senior citizen. In dog years, it's about a week-old, maybe a month-old, but in banana years, it's ancient. We just don't do that for anything else. Okay, that's all my time. Thank you guys so much. Yay! Connor Carter, so you'd stay up there at Stoke Workshop. Oh, 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 I know, it's crazy. I don't, I thought it was great. I don't have a lot. The red stop thing, I have a smiley face. You're, um, you've got punchlines. Um, the only thing is when they, when you see shoes dangling from something or whatever, that means someone sells drugs there. Just so you know. Yeah. I, I thought so. Yeah. Um, and then. The dog years, I thought that was brilliant. I thought you were going to say that that's how you explain dying to a ch child. Because like, and I was like, that's so brilliant that, because that's how you, you've got to, I mean, you don't want to be like, you know, the animal, he's only going to live 14 years. It's like, no, you really lived 96 yeah. years. And that's, I can't do the math in my head that quickly. But then it makes the children feel like that if death is approaching, you understand death approaching sooner because right. I just, anyways. That was uh, other comments. Uh, yeah, I, I like the incognito joke. Um, I, yeah, I got the shoe thing too, but I would just change it to have a different like like I like I like the idea of like something happened here and it wasn't good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could do yeah like in Normandy. I know they still have like from the bombs. There's still like trenches and stuff so you can be like yeah something happened here but it, it was it wasn't good yeah so i would just change that but i like that joke yeah, I and then and then I, uh, the part where like asians bow i think you, you could just tie that into like how like there's this trope of like chinese and japanese are like very efficient as a culture so you could be like it, that's why they're so efficient that's why they got to this point because they didn't have to worry about shaking hands or fist bumping or anything they, they got straight to the point Oh yeah, Connor, dude, I, I love the uh, banana one. That's like my, f I heard you say that last week. I think that's so funny and smart. Um, and I wonder if there's, I, I, wanna, I wanna know what other things you thought of too. Like you, maybe, maybe there's space for like another comparison of something else that ages. I, I didn't think that hard about it, but I just like the banana one a lot. Um, I just did banana because it's so visual. Yeah, totally. 
And I, I just wonder if you could even do an, like do the Medina one and then do another one and it might like elicit some other some other visual or something. I didn't think that hard about it. I just like it a lot is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, the I may just be dumb. That's often the case. I didn't track with you on the incognito equals porn equals the shoe. So like like I maybe for dumb people like me, there could be more part more words in the first part explaining like why incognito, wh what that could mean before you then jump to the analogy of, of the shoes or, or whatever it may be. Because until you said like, oh, the porn or whatever, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, now I get it. And my mind went backwards. But um, again, might just me, be me no, being dumb. So, yeah. and I don't know. It's pretty well, I, I think what, what I first was thinking was the, uh, and maybe I just heard it wrong, but was that like your phone was on the don't follow my location, my physical location? Yeah, yeah. So again, probably me being dumb, but yeah, just want to let you know that's what happened. Oh, microphone, you have to find a microphone. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I loved the banana. It was very visual, too, which is cool, um, with the dog ears. Uh, I would say opening up, a lot of black jokes <laughs> um, that usually, uh, I don't know if I'm, you know, being a PC police, but, you know, usually if it's, like, back-to-back -back, um, and it's not necessarily in, like, the best light or very stereotypical and you're not black, it's not great to open with in general. But... Um, if you wanted to work um, the foot fetish in <laughs> in more, um, uh, I'm not sure about the the athletes, but but a nice callback because you were talking about the shoes on the the um, over the the tra the traffic light, um, San Francisco, I guess we're we're just pretty pro drug, so we're like it's not that big of a deal, <laughs> um, but also um, usually more like in impoverished neighborhoods, like it's so again it just kind of has like that kind of tone, but. If you wanted to talk about something bad happened here, um, as a Jew, <laughs> there were a lot of uh, shoes left over in um, concentration camps. Lots of pictures of, of stacks of shoes. So there's there's a, there you could there's something there maybe. Um, I don't know if you need Jewish licensing to do that, but um, I could <laughs> I lend you my my Jewish card. For <laughs> uh, yeah, but otherwise it was good. It was awesome. Sweet. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody, for Connor Carter. All right. Uh, so that is the end of the comments section. And now we're just going to do four-minute sets. So at three minutes, you'll hear the horn. And, um, you know, keep paying attention and being cool and being a great audience to each other. Your next comedian, super funny guy. Clap your hands together for John Gallagher. Right. I'm bummed uh, that we might have to go back uh, and quarantine stuff soon. Cause I remembered like when we first, when I first got out of like being quarantined, I had like rose tinted glasses and like the world around me. Like I remembered coming out and uh, my very first, like getting back on BART for the first time, like I walked in and I was like so happy to like just be back out in the world. Right. And I see this like couple at the end of the BART station. And it's like, just kind of like a weird, like a kind of an atypical couple. It's like this older white lady talking to somebody who was like clearly homeless. And it looked like she was sitting down. She was asking him for directions and it was like really good. And then as I continued onto the train, I looked over farther and what was happening instead was this woman was just looking back at a homeless man, aggressively masturbating at her and <laughs> trying to stop him from attacking her. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we are back to normal. And I was like, oh, okay. 
So yeah, right. Like the city is truly back. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, a long way to get there. Anyway, I uh, I was I listened to a lot of podcasts. I'm beginning to baseball too, and like I feel like baseball announcing was the original podcasting. You know what I mean? Just like four dudes or just you know two dudes in a booth who just have to fill hours of time just saying fucking nothing for hours, just saying nothing. And you're like. How could there possibly more be more podcasts? Like baseball announcers just sit there and they're like, "Look at this dumb guy's hat." They'll do that for seven hours, like fucking the entire length of a baseball game. And it's awesome because we had a thing recently where like one of these guys had something super racist on the air about like the best baseball player of all time. He's like, "Oh, whoops!" But it's like he's got to kill. However, like 162 baseball games, five hours a day. This old man trying actively to not be racist, and he does it once. <laughs> he does it once, and it costs him his job. And you're like, okay. And that's like part of the game of baseball is just like seeing how long it can go before just something fucking batshit comes out of people's mouths. Again, 162 games a season. It's crazy, right? Like I think my favorite one was when I was a kid. I was watching a home run derby and there was this guy, Josh Hamilton, that was addicted to drugs. And then he, he uh, won the home run derby, but he, got, uh, he turned to Jesus, right? He became like a, like a fundamentalist Christian. And he breaks this uh, home run derby record. And at the height of the peak, like he hits this ball at a Yankee Stadium. And one of these announcers just goes, oh, my God, Josh Hamilton's done it. Where are all the atheists now? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> just like, where are all the atheists? Like, that's what he said. Just like, like this is an entire moment where atheists are just like, God is the only thing powering this man's home run muscles and with every home run it just shows that there is a, a lord in the sky every single one just gnashing our fucking teeth on the side it's like no he has to fail he can't have it happen okay i was uh, i work in customer support and uh, i have to deal with a lot of people saying crazy shit to me constantly and i think i had the tops one uh, the other day i had a 50 year old man because i you have to google people <laughs> when they're especially crazy you know and i had a 50 year old personal uh, injury attorney from Los Angeles, accused me of gaslighting him. <laughs> like, I don't know, I, I don't know how like psychologically involved you guys are, but like, it just whenever a man accuses another man of gaslighting them, do you automatically lose respect for them as well? I mean, like, I don't care how enlightened you are. It's like if another man accuses me of gaslighting him, I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. No, absolutely not. Like. Gaslighting is like used when men are trying to manipulate women. It's like if you that is the weakest, like lamest stance of all time. It's like quit trying to uh, just call me a liar. Call me a fucking liar. Yeah, I'm lying to you. Gaslighting me. I don't know. I, like again, it's just sometimes like psychological words just hit me a certain way. It's like fucking that's just the weakest shit. And you're like an attorney. Do you do you accuse the defense of gaslighting you? <laughs> it's like when you're in a case. This way, he's gaslighting me, sir. The judge is gaslighting me. The defense is not agreeing with my reality. It's not the it's not the reality I want. Anyway, that's it. Bye. Yay! John Gallagher! Yay! That's very fun. All right, put your hands together for your next comedian. Number 10, it's Dan Lewis. Yay! Thanks, guys. How's it going? How's it going? John had me thinking, you know, if, uh, you guys ever hear about, like, uh, thinking about baseball to delay orgasm? Just, like, keep your mind on baseball? If you are bored by baseball, like John was mentioning, uh, I have a tip for you. Uh, the exact inverse also works. If you concentrate hard enough on sex, it makes baseball go faster. True story. Take it from me, you blow a load, like, third inning, they kick you out of the stadium every single time. 
September 11th coming up, big anniversary. Can't believe it's been nine years since Benghazi, huh? 9-11-2012, never forget. <laughs> Switched to non-alcoholic beer recently. Gotta tell you, I uh, don't see much of a difference. Like, uh, I still want to have sex with ugly people. It's not really helping. No, I like to do drugs, too. Try and, try and one of everything down at the local dispensary. There's so much stuff. It's amazing, the products. They had cannabis suppositories, so I bought one of those. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm doing drugs right now. <laughs> Not my favorite, though. It just seems strange to put something on my ass that's going to make me hungry. Like a conflict of interest or something, you know? I'm no lawyer. <laughs> hey, what? It's, it's amazing to me that mermaids are always depicted as being sexy. That's what, like, that's half a fish. What, what are you going to do with her? Pretty disturbing when you think about it. At least, the, at least the bottom half is fish. You know, if the bottom half was woman, the top half was fish, that'd be more disturbing. Definitely. Hope you like eye contact. She doesn't blink. You know? <laughs> and the sex would be very disturbing. You have to hold her head underwater while you're doing it. That sounds aggressive, but that's actually the right thing to do. That's being a giving lover. Might get one of these kinky ones though, likes to have her head pulled out of the water for a little while. Just staring at you. That's tough. Okay. Speaking of marine life, I was watching recently Shark Week. You guys see that on Discovery Channel? People seem to like Shark Week. I don't know though. Do you know who doesn't get to enjoy Shark Week? Sharks. That's, that's terrible. It's their week. It's their week to be celebrated. They have no idea that it's happening. They have no way of knowing. It's only on TV. That'd be like if Gay Pride Month was only celebrated at NASCAR races. Saw an ad for the uh, new season of the show Stranger Things. You guys like this show, Stranger Things? I didn't know they were still making it. Stranger Things 4. Like how long can something go on before you can no longer call it a Stranger Thing? Come on, guys. It's been four years. I'm sorry, but that's normal now. Sure, well, you just seem like a complainer. You ever think about moving out of this town? Sort of like gentrification. It's like, I don't like these monsters either, but they seem to love living here. Neighborhoods change, you know? <laughs> love, that, uh, love that show Chernobyl. I don't know if you saw that one. That was a great show, but notice how they didn't have a second season? <laughs> Everybody either died or moved. Got on with their lives. I realize Hawkins, Indiana, not the richest town, but uh, don't tell me you have less mobility than Ukrainians living under Soviet rule. Right, right. You guys, what do you, what's the first thing you think of when I, when I mention Tang? Like the drink Tang? Like astronauts, right? It's amazing. Astronauts, the, the resume that Tang had, and yet Kool-Aid still beat Tang in like the, the aid wars. That seems amazing to me. Endorsed by NASA astronauts, like the smartest, fittest people in the world, but Cooley got more publicity because 900 people mixed it with poison and killed themselves at Jonestown with it. Kool-Aid wins. Nothing gets your brand name out there like a mass suicide, you know? They didn't actually, this is the amazing thing, they didn't actually use Kool-Aid for that. We have that phrase, drank the Kool-Aid from this. 
they actually used a, a different drink called Flavor-Aid, right? Like Kool-Aid just jumped right on it though, you know? The marketing team, like they sat around looking at the footage and were like, you know what, gentlemen? This is obviously bad, but this is good. All right, anyway, I got a different ending for them. Thank you. Dan Lewis, everyone. Come see him this Wednesday at Asiento, uh, where he'll be doing a big long set. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Number 11, it's Karen Braswell. Yay! Who's been on a bad first date? Anyone? Yeah, right? I'm out there. I'm trying to be, you know, find that good person for me, like Goldilocks, that one who's just right. You know, instead I've got this guy who's too cold. No one's ever too hot, though. But yeah, and um, b being San Francisco, there's a lot of bears. <laughs> but um, you know, like Goldilocks with her porridge, I'm gonna you know spill my brunch table secrets to you here and talk about some of the dates I've had. Um, there was the scientist who grew little tiny brains in a petri dish, and he told me all about it for an hour. And I'm like. I think you grow women in your basement. I don't know, you just, just keep it warm, is that it? Like, ugh. And then there was the robot farmer. Um, I don't know um, if um, he was using robots to grow crops or if he was planting robots in the ground and more robots came out. I, I'm not sure um, because he couldn't make eye contact. And um, I'm pretty sure his last girlfriend was a robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's the guy who gave me his approximate age, you know? <laughs> he didn't want any identifying details out there about him on the internet. And I'm like, well, okay, great. I mean, you're not Princess Diana. The paparazzi is not after you. Um, like Prince said, act your age and not your shoe size. And if you lie to me about either, I'm going to find out. <laughs> ah, then some guy gave me the wave emoji, you know, to say, hey, respond to my text. I'm like, dude, I don't just respond to your dick pic here. So I gave him the ghost emoji back. <laughs> um, I used to show up to dates like, oh, I hope he likes me. Oh, my gosh. And now I'm just thinking like, God, I hope he doesn't try to follow me home. All dates are speed dates if they're bad enough. Um, I showed up to the bar one time at 8.02. The guy says, you're late. Yeah, I, I'm not an escort. You're not paying me by the hour, so I think we're fine. Um, he says, let me ask you some questions, okay? What's your credit score? I'm like, uh, it, it's good, right? You want me to like co-sign in your car or something? help you move out of your mom's basement? Like, why are you asking? What's your relationship with your dad like? It's good, you know, he's the one who taught me to be polite, you know? Too polite to leave this date right now. <laughs> um, and then he said, do you wanna see the bodybuilding pictures I have? I'm like, oh, okay. And um, so I take a look at his pictures, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's a whole lot of baby oil right there. But um, why are your calves still so puny? I don't, I don't get it. 
So anyway, um, enough was enough. I'm like, just, I gotta go. I, this date's over. I'm gonna go home. Um, he's like, I'll walk you home. This was so good. Let's do it again. Come. Yeah. Maybe I can stay over. Yeah. Come on. Where do you live? I'll, I'll walk you home. I'll walk you home. And I'm like, Jesus, buddy. Like, all right. All right. Enough's enough. Um, so he's trying to, you know, I got this guy on one side. He's, you know, sitting there, like, I think trying to just get into my house. I'm not having it. So I see, you know, on the other side, San Francisco homeless guy, guy walking down the street, swinging a pipe, you know, looking to like break into cars or something. And I'm like, looking at the date, looking at the homeless guy. I'm like, hey, um, buddy, homeless guy, uh, can you help me just get into my building safely? He's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, what's your credit score? <laughs> so thank you. Pull up your hands together for Karen Braswell. Hooray. All right. I'm, I'm going to shave a little tiny bit of time off so that I can fit everybody in. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Connor Norton. How's everyone doing? So we're in a drought. I don't know if you guys have heard. We've been in a drought for about as long as I can remember, like literally my whole life. And I remember, you know, some of my earliest memories being, you know, my parents talking to other parents about the snowpack levels and the rainfall. And yeah, it's a pretty Caucasian conversation, but I remember thinking, why do, like even at that age, so young, I remember thinking like, why do my parents get so nervous around black people? I know it's unrelated, but <laughs> I just remember thinking that a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, the next joke that I have planned is, <laughs> yeah, you know, my yeah, I had a pretty, pretty nice childhood, but very, you know, white, too white, in my opinion. I remember, like. We got a pellet. We were ahead of the Peloton phase, which is like the Tesla of stationary bikes. And it's just hard to watch my dad do it because he looks so ultra, like feminine, especially from behind while he's doing it. <laughs> he'll be like on a tough ride and he'll be making these noises like, whoo, oh man. And then at the end, he'll like, he'll like click off and be like, click click and then do this like splash dance thing where he's just like <sighs> and I'm just thinking god dad come on dude and uh I should have a better punchline <laughs> uh anyone into role play has anyone tried role play I'm just curious no Woo? see I have a I I don't know if I understand it correctly because maybe it's just me, but like in my sexual fantasies, I'm not like this 5'11", like chubby, like slightly chubby kid that hides his weight with like a jacket. You know, I feel like in my fantasy, I'm like, you know, ripped and like 6'2". This doesn't make sense to me. Role play is for like hot people, in my opinion. Very hot people. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I talked about my white childhood, but if I'm being totally honest, it kind of sucks because, like, 
no, not that it sucks, but it sucks that I look so white because it's the first thing people notice about me. It feels like sometimes there's a barrier that goes up immediately, and I feel like it would just be cooler if I could like reveal the fact that I was white on my own terms, and maybe I'd have more friends that were you know different color than me. You know, like we could be hanging out, and I'd be like, you know, guys, there's something I gotta tell you. And everyone would be like, what's going on? And I'd be like, remember when I thought it would be a good idea to go to that acai bowl place for lunch? And they'd be like, there's no easy. I'd be like, there's no easy way to say this, but I'm white. And they'd be like, dude, we don't care. But you gotta stop saying the N-word while you're black. <laughs> All right, sorry guys. <laughs> That's my time. Thanks. Connor Norton, everyone. All right, your next comedian. We're moving right along. Clap your hands wildly for Wally Hippolito. What's good, everyone? What's good, everybody? Black people, it's good to see you all. I didn't know there were this many of you in the Bay still, let alone San Francisco. So. I highly much appreciate it, honestly, honestly. Yeah, so um, I got a problem with two types of people, and I'm just gonna come out with it. Um, Christians and dog owners. And uh, philosophically, they're the same people, if you get me. They're judgmental, they don't own up to their own shit, and they're always touching puppies the wrong way. You know, I don't have time to be a Christian or a dog owner, man. I got sodomy to commit, I got dogs to barbecue, it just... <laughs> It just doesn't go with my schedule, man. It, it, it's just too crazy. It's too filled up. But, uh, you know, I'm Wally Hippolito. I'm 30 years old. Uh, where, are my under, where are my under 30s at? Yeah, y'all could go fuck yourselves. Uh, man, in my 20s, my body was the shit. It was like, I was rough, rugged, tough. I was like a Ford F-150 commercial. Now my body's like a... Like a 98 Honda. It's like, you know, you're driving, driving, driving. You gotta make sure you're good, but then it'll get you there, but you gotta, you gotta hit the check engine like make sure it'll get you. All right, I gotta work on that one a little bit. Um, what else? I'm excited about being 30 though, man. I, I look 23, but I'm 30. So like my entire life, I've looked like a child. So when I would go to the club, people, girls would come up to me like, oh, you're a baby, you're a little baby. Are you sure, did your balls even drop yet, little baby? <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, they dropped when I bought you that drink two minutes ago, right? <laughs> women, man, y'all could go fuck yourselves. <laughs> but I love women, man. Women, honestly, women rule the fucking world. I, I will be one of the first people to admit that. Women rule the world, and because of that fact, I am in therapy right now, because the women I love most in my life have made it a fucking nightmare. <laughs> my mom wants to mentally punch me in the face, my ex-girlfriend wants to emotionally abuse me, and I just went camping with my family, and apparently my niece wants to literally punch me in the face, so like, we're good on every end of the spectrum right now. So life is good, life is good. But, um, you know, my family tells me, you, you need to have a family soon, like you should have kids. And I'm like, you know, I would be a great dad. I used to be a teacher, so I, I love kids, you know? Not in a pedophile way, we're not here at the church, buddy. 
But I love kids, man. But this is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to become a stepdad first, right? Get a little, I'm going to treat it like the NBA G League. Get my time up, get my reps in, like really get my shit going. And then I'm going to leave that family and create a new super team of my own. And that's going to be the end of that. All right, everybody. I'm Wally Hippolito. Thanks, guys. Wally Hippolito, everyone. Yay. All right. Moving right along. Uh, clap your hands for your next comedian, Marquise Rossier. Hi. How's everyone doing? Yeah. I just wrote some jokes, so damn. Like, yeah. My first joke is, knock, knock. These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> always gets a laugh. Um, I'm just going to be petty and start a joke like this. I don't know why my parents are so nervous around white people. <laughs> I just don't. Okay, never mind. Shit. Um... Yeah, I know a lot of y'all motherfuckers walked in here with uh, with black jokes. And you saw like three black people in here jump ship. Shit. You thought we were gone. You motherfuckers thought we were out of the city. Nah. What if that's why they gentrify these neighborhoods? It's not for like money. Like it's just to make like, just to clear it out so they can make black jokes. So I'm Haitian. Oh, does anybody know what a Haitian is? Um, you said hell yeah, hey. <laughs> a little too familiar. <laughs> um, yeah, being Haitian's cool, but there's a lot of rumors about us. Like people think like we're like like savage and shit. Like, people think we eat cats and shit. Right? It's bullshit. Where to get this shit from? People think that we eat fucking each other in Haiti and bring fucking cannibals. I have to correct that shit. I'm like, we don't eat each other. We only eat white people. <laughs> Not a savage. <laughs> Dang, gotta work on that. Um, my Facebook algorithm throws hella shade at me, right? Like, like you know what I mean? You know, you don't talk about like it. It knows everything, right? This AI and shit, this mass surveillance and shit. They know everything. They got all the information. So like, this shit like hit me with like a. And like it knows I broke up with the love of my life, and then it hit me with the memory. It's like this day, two weeks ago, you fell in love with this person. I'm just like, damn, that's painful. But like, yeah, damn, Facebook algorithms. I'm just gonna drop that. Um, SF people are really nice. Um, I'm from Florida, Hong Kong. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how people are really nice. Um, yeah, when I got here, I took public transit. It was really nice. It was really cool. I got on. The bus was really full. No seats. Some guy sees me, and he's like, yo, you can come sit on my lap. <laughs> so I did. And, uh, yeah. Actually... I think some guy thought I was a prostitute down the street just now. I swear to God. He, like, invited me to his van. He's like, yeah, let's go smoke. He's a sexy guy. I could have made a buck. <laughs> could have bought lunch. 
I'm gonna go sit down and think about that more. Clap <laughs> <laughs> your hands for Marquise Rosier! Yay! Sweet. Uh, your next comedian, the first time here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Roots. Now the question, who am I? Because I'm weird, dog, never, and they already know. What's up, everyone? Um, I don't feel like the world is as creative as it could be. There's so many different, like, reboots and various kind of, like, show cultures where they sort of imitate what was come before. There's no human centipede fan fiction. <laughs> Why? Why? We live in such a kinky area. Um, <laughs> on that same sort of like sexy tip, um, a lot of like emerging mainstream kind of awareness and uh, grappling with uh, how like queer culture was coming mainstream. I know we're in SF, so it's just like, yeah, we breathe air. Who gives a fuck? Um, it's like something we all know. But uh, yeah, it's a funny reckoning. And one of the things that'll come up from uh, straight folks is just a lot of questions around, yeah, like what various kinds of sex are like and kink and and it's weird that there's still like queer phobic people that think that like it's something wrong with like like I'm switch. I can fuck with any genitalia. You know how like your phone can only use one charger? <laughs> Super annoying. Like my fucking sexual universal charger, like don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. I'm fucking Apple and Google and do strange shit to you. Um, <laughs> another kind of like local thing is like AI. You touched on it. Um, and just like whatever tech things. And there's going to be a near future where there's self-driving ambulances. You know it's going to recreate the same fucked up shit as now. If we're in the back, the carburetor is going to stall out and another weird shit. If other people are in it, they'll make red lights turn green and <laughs> magically make Ubers, like, get the fuck out of the lane. Like, <laughs> little things like that. Um, what else did I have in my notes? There's a lot of uh, also kind of reemergence of, like, therapy culture and, like, mental health, um, which means that somewhere in the world, there's like a legit ass like analyze this happening. There is a fucking warlord or a cartel or someone person that's gonna like kidnap a therapist and like ask for health and really not really understand like the beginning parts of like that culture. You know, it's hard to kind of like be reassuring when you're like tied up and it's not something like consensual. Yeah, no, you definitely have childhood issues. Can I use the bathroom? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me cheat and take one more quick look at Noty Notes. Right. Keeping along the uh, somewhat obnoxious sexual thing. Um, Y'all remember hear about the clapper? It's like something for like boomers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there should be a version for that for just like super lazy kinky people. But they don't want to like quite get out the bed or reach for their strap on and go strap on, strap off. <laughs> Have it attached to the Zumba. Just drive the Zumba in your into your genitals. No traffic at all. No traffic at all. All right, thank you. <laughs> Keep your hands clapping for Roots, everyone. All right, sweet. All right, we're in, uh, we're in a rock block right now. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. Got the police, they knocking at the door and they kick it down. I'll be like, what the fuck? Then it's a war, you know, shoot it up. All right. 
So I, uh, I had sex with this Simone girl the other day, and uh, we had sex in my car, and like I, this you know stereotype about Simone women being pretty big, right? And I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared to tell this joke because uh, she gave me a flat tire the next day. Like we had sex in my car, and the, the tires were literally flat. And that's not even a joke that I wrote; it really happened. But I never say it on stage because I'm scared of getting the shit kicked out of me <laughs> by someone Samoan. Um, Saw the new Fast and Furious movie. I'm gonna spoil it for you because it's such a dumb fucking movie. Anybody here see Fast Furious 9? Anybody see any of the Fast Furious movies? Yeah, right? Okay, I saw the first two and I was like, I don't need to see the rest to know what the fuck is gonna happen to 9, right? I, which, is, which is the way we're all going to see that movie, right? And so I'm gonna spoil it for you. It's dumb as fuck. The movie opens up with the President of the United States hitting up Vin Diesel, like, Literally, I'm not even fucking around. Like, they're in an office, and the president's face pops up and was like, we need you guys, we need your help. And I was just like, these niggas drive cars. What the fuck? Who needs their help at all? And halfway through the movie, Ludacris and Tyrese go to space for a second. And <laughs> this isn't even a joke. I'm just telling you the exact <laughs> plot of the movie. And they come back, and Cardi B is there, like, welcome back from space, niggas. And I was just like... I was like, what the fuck am I watching? This is a horrible movie. This is a terrible fucking movie. Uh, here's an old joke. I, uh, let's see if it still works. Uh, I used to love the show Pimp My Ride. Um, watching it now as an adult, it's just like, it's, it's just half the whole show is exhibit talking shit about your life for 20 minutes. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've realized this, but like, People, people who are poor, they're like, yo, my car's fucked up, I got kids and shit, can you help me out, Exhibit? First thing Exhibit does when he comes into people's houses and was like, Psh, man, you got fake Jordans on. Like, <laughs> like, fuck you, Exhibit. And he's like, he's not even, this is before he even sees the car, he's like, oh, nigga, your carpet dirty, your kid is ugly, like, bro, get the fuck out of my house. Your music isn't even good, bro, like, fuck Exhibit, man. Other thing too is that uh, Exhibit is always, you gotta be really careful what you say to Exhibit, right? Whatever you tell him about your life, he's gonna put in your fucking car, even if it's not, even if it's not safe to drive. Like this one, this one person was like, yo Exhibit, you know I love fish, I work at the aquarium. Next thing you know Exhibit's like, hey Paul, man I put an aquarium in your headrest, right? And it's like, how do you even clean that? How? I, it's fucked up. Other thing I realized about Pimp My Ride is that uh, they show a lot of B-roll of like where the people live and like, you know, them driving around their neighborhood and their cars and their brand new car in the same poor ass neighborhood. I'm like, bro, this is why there's not a Where They Now episode of Pimp My Ride. <laughs> because they get robbed afterwards, immediately. That's what happens next. Um, all right, I know I got the horn. I'm gonna say one more thing. Um, uh, the Mari show is fucking hilarious. I always get mad, though, that it's always eight-year-old Malik that needs help in every episode. It's like, when it comes to eight-year-old Malik, like, it's no, it's always the same kid. You realize that? That's it. That's it. That's all I gotta say about that. But my name is Mike. Thank you. Yay! Mike Evans Jr. Hooray! All right, keep those hands clapping for your next comedian, Crystal Lambert! I ain't never scared of 
pretty little thing, and I hope you not a thought, but you rolling on my block, and you fucking with the Thanks, thanks. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here and up here and uh, to be uh, playing my favorite game, which is uh, Where's Waldo? But replace Waldo with like literally any woman. <laughs> and it's 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 not just mutiny. It's everywhere I go. My day job is lady in front of computer. My night hobby is comedian. It's just like one long hairy, smelly sausage fest where uh, people are either angry that I'm there or way too excited when I show up. Yeah. No in between. If, uh, if my life was a film, it would not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we know the Bechdel test is. For those who are uh, listening who might not know uh, what the Bechdel test is, it's a way to measure uh, how women are represented in uh, works of fiction. And uh, it's, it's a pretty easy test to, to pass. You know, it's not like the SATs or even a spelling bee. Uh, you just need three things. You need two women. They both must have names. Um, <laughs> lady on bus won't do it. Escort one, murder victim seven. No, has to be human names. And uh, those two women must talk to each other about something that is not a man. Only about half of films pass this test. Um, Here's, a, here's another fun fact. Uh, who here knows that uh, Bechtel is, in fact, a man? Nah, I'm just fucking with y'all. <laughs> but uh, it's sheeple like you. That's the reason that QAnon exists. You are all just ready to believe me there. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to throw shame out there. I, instead, I am trying to advocate that uh, it is OK to admit that you don't know. I don't know most things. And I think the world might be a kinder place if we were allowed to say that. You know, imagine, you know, there, that day um, back in 20-something uh, years ago when uh, the Secret Service agent came up to our president, George W. Bush, and was like, uh, sir, a plane just went into a building, and uh, we need your help figuring out what to do next. And I think the news coming out of Afghanistan might be a little bit more positive if uh, good old George W. took a moment did some self-reflection, looked inward, and uh, weighed the fate of our planet and said, uh, yeah, uh, they, uh, they put me here to make money for oil? I don't know what to do about that plane and building. Not my, not my specialty. And I'm realizing, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't really know why they're happening. I don't know what's going on. And the answer is money. It's always money. If you don't know why something is happening, it's because they're trying to make money. It is the only reason I can really think of of why there is two versions of Justice League. Some people will tell you it's because Jack Smiter face uh, was unable to do it the first time. So Josh Wheaties had to come in and take over, and he didn't do it right, and all the nerds were really upset about it. And then Zacher Man came in and had his chance, and everybody likes to tell me it's better. They all come up to me and they're like, Zack Snyder did a better job than Josh Wheaton. And I'm like, you know, when you show me two turds that smell, doesn't matter which one stinks least. They're both pieces of shit. <laughs> All right, I got the horn, so I'll, I'll end there. 
Thank y'all. Keep clapping, everyone, for Crystal Lambert. A socialist after my own heart. Uh, your next comedian, it's a, it's the first time he's here, so be very nice and clap your hands wildly for Hank Wilson. What's up, Joke Workshop? How you guys doing? Um, I'm excited to be here. So I, uh, I just had a birthday. I turned 42, and I'm feeling pretty old. And as I get older, I, I feel like I spend more time sort of thinking about things that make me feel old. So I'll, I'll think about things that happened in my lifetime that I remember very well that also happened a really long time ago. So I'll give you an example. Um, I was a big hip-hop fan in high school, and I, I liked a, it was a group from right across the water in Oakland named Souls of Mischief, and they had a, their hit was, you probably remember their big hit, 93 Till Infinity. Or maybe you don't, because everyone here is a lot younger than I am. But uh, I heard it on Spotify the other day, and I thought, oh, man, this is going to make me feel old. Because, like, so I wonder when 93 Till Infinity came out. So I Googled it. <laughs> I, I Googled it. And you're, this is going to shock you. It actually came out infinity years ago. That's, that's how old I am. Um, I have a six-year-old daughter, and she's lovely. But having a six-year-old around sometimes will make you feel old. Uh, we were looking at a picture of me before she was born, uh, and, and she looked at the picture, and then she looked at me, and she said, Daddy, oh, in this picture, why is your forehead so small? And, you know, kids say the darndest things. <laughs> so I, I took her to the playground, and the playground had a fence around it, which is a good idea so that kids don't you know, wander off. And the fence had a gate, and the gate had a sign that said, gate must remain closed at all times. I feel like that's really not doing its job as a gate, you know? I think it would have been easier just to just build the fence. You don't even need the gate there at all. Um, but speaking of kids, we had some friends over for brunch. They are pregnant. The, the wife is pregnant. And I, I did the sort of the normal San Francisco thing. I said, does anybody have any dietary restrictions? And the wife wrote back and she said, well, I can only eat three bites of anything. But my husband eats everything. And so I thought I'd be helpful. And I wrote back and I said, well, Maybe if he didn't eat everything, you'd get more than three bites. <laughs> Luckily, I can eat more than three bites. I went to a cafe the other day, and I uh, went up to the counter, and the the cashier said, what, what can I get you? And I said, I'll have a, I'd like a bagel. And she said, great, what, what kind do you want? And I said, well, what kind do you have? And she, she turned, and she looked at the, at the selection, and she turned back, and she said, well, uh, we're out of everything. <laughs> Just let that one stay with you for a while. Um, so I was walking around my neighborhood the other day and I saw a truck that said AAA emergency roadside battery replacement service. Did you guys know that you could get AAA batteries in an emergency? But I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, and I was thinking like, what could be the use of this? Like, oh no, my, my six year old, the electronic device that's keeping her entertained on this car ride has run out of batteries. And I, actually that's a really good use of uh, AAA battery. That's, or like, oh no, I'm stranded on a dark road and my flashlight is out. Well, okay, uh, this is actually a really good idea. I take it back. Um, but uh, okay, anybody heard of a bumper buddy? Anybody here have a bumper buddy? Bumper buddy, it's that, that goofy like plastic flap that people hang over their bumpers, you know? And I think it's, uh, and I, I don't have a bumper buddy, but I think that the purpose is like, you know, you might get a scratch on your bumper. You don't want that. That's going to make your bumper look ugly. And so I suppose that the, the pitch for the bumper buddy is like, in order to avoid the, the future possibility of your bumper looking ugly, get a bumper buddy and make it look ugly all the time starting right now. <laughs> that's, that's the theory. 
um, anyway, I'll leave you with this. So I was walking also through my neighborhood and I saw something that I'd never seen before. I saw a toilet in a garbage bag on the curb. And so again, I thought it would be helpful. I left a note and I said, hey neighbor, hot tip, these things are reusable. You just have to flush. <laughs> Thanks, you guys have been great. Clap your hands together, everybody. <clears throat> For Hank Wilson. All right, I think we can squeeze everybody in. I really believe it. Uh, uh, he, he just walked in the door. Is he in the bathroom? Dear Lord. Uh, is, is Kelly Evans really? Oh, no, he's right there. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Kelly Evans. Hi, hello, Mutiny Radio. How are we doing? Cool. Um, so, uh, you know, with the masks, I don't really, I, I already have a hard enough time recognizing people, you know? Like, I'm just horrible with faces. And so I'm actually here. I was here last week, and, uh, you can ask Pam. Everybody was late. Nobody was here. And uh, I walk outside because I, you know, go into another show because I'm fucking awesome. And um, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I, I saw one of the comics who was late and I was like, you better run. And uh, then, yeah, it wasn't him. It wasn't actually him. Yeah. It was not him at all. And yeah. So to him, a guy just like ran out of a building, looked at him, was like, you better run. And then... Yeah, so he did. He ran. He ran away. I felt a little bad about that. But I chased him, so I was like, fuck it. You know, let's do it. You know, I'm committed at this point. Um, so, fucking, I can't wait till the masks are gone, honestly. This is wreaking havoc on my life. Um, I, I'm uh, I'm from Texas. Yeehaw. Cool. Um, and uh, so all my family's there and my uncle's there. And so I see him periodically. And like my dad wasn't around in my life. He's like, uh, so my uncle was kind of like a standing father. He, he raised me, kind of gave me a lot of advice growing up. And, uh, you know, I went to him for a lot of things and listened to a lot of that advice, uh, which is unfortunate because he's a fucking idiot. He's so dumb. He's so dumb, it turns out. Like now I'm like, how was I stupid? How dumb was I? What the fuck was wrong with, like, is that genetic, too? Is that going to happen? Like, I think he got dumber, you know? And now I'm worried about it, you know? Other people are looking out for signs of cancer. I'm like, I'm looking out for, like, am I interested in chemtrails all of a sudden? Like, that's... <laughs> if I start talking about that, somebody fucking stop me, please, and give me medication. Whatever. Medication. Yeah, he's a big QAnon fan now, or believer, or believer, or whatever you want to call him. And, uh, yeah, and it makes sense because, like, I don't know if anybody's ever been to Texas, but it's, we, it is, like, home to weird paranoia. Like, it is the home of Alex Jones. That's where he's from. Yeah, yeah, he, that's, uh, yeah, we're very proud of it. You can go ahead and honk me. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, so, like, it's just kind of bred into the people there. Like, okay, but here's, like, a hypothetical situation. Say, like, aliens came to Earth, right? And they were like overwhelmingly peaceful and they're sharing technology and they're like, you know, they like can do like, like send vibrations out that like cause these amazing like sensory feelings and just like 15 minute long orgasms. And then they went to Texas and somebody would shoot them with a fucking shotgun. They'd be like, two barrels of freedom, baby. I'm like, what the fuck? They're like, the motto of Texas is shoot first. Don't ask questions at all. All right. We don't, we don't need no fucking answers here. Um, 
All right, I finished with this really quickly. Uh, when I was a kid, I went to Galveston, Galveston, Texas. It's kind of like the Pacific uh, if you replace the water with sewage. Uh, very similar besides that. And uh, my my stepdad took me, and I go there, and I'm, like, excited. It's my first time there, and so I go to run in the water, and my stepdad's like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't want to run in that water. That is, uh, you're going to get hepatitis if you go in there. I was like. What? Oh, I mean, oh, okay. And so then I went to play with the sand, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to do that, boy. That is, uh, you're gonna hit a needle, get HIV or something." I'm like, oh, "Okay, well, what can we do?" He's like, "Well, we can go fishing." And so we went fishing, and uh, I finally caught a fish after an hour and a half. And then I was like, "We can eat this for dinner." He's like, "Oh, no, 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 you can't eat that. You can't eat that. That's it. I'll get you sick right there." I'm like. So why are we even here? He's like, well, your mom won't let me drink before five at the house. So welcome to Galveston. That's my time. Thank you very much. Clap your hands, everybody, for Kelly Evans. All right, I swear I'm going to get everyone in. You next comedian, clap your keep, keep clapping. If it's Mike Bonds, yay. All right. Fuck meter maids, right? Fuck meter maids, right? I was talking to a meter maid the other day, man, and I understand, you know, meter maids hate their job and everything. They got to go around giving people tickets and shit. But the worst part is they got to drive around these little tiny ass cars all day. You know what I'm saying? Ain't that the worst part? You got to drive around a big ass city and these little tiny ass four wheeler cars and everybody looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing in that car? You can't just, you know what I'm saying? It's the fucked up part. It's like meter maids. Okay, good. I see your job is terrible. But if you cut one in there, it's all bad, bro. It's all bad. Jeez, man. God, oh man. I went to uh I went to a fast food restaurant the other day and I went through the drive-thru and there was this beautiful lady, you know, standing outside. She was homeless with her dog. You know, and then she asked for change, you know. And in my mind I'm thinking to myself, I would never, ever solicitate anybody for sex. Ever. Before a double cheeseburger. I don't know. We can talk later. That was a bad joke. Okay. <laughs> You know, but I mean, and, and and let's let's be real. You know, homeless people with dogs, get the fuck out of here with that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like the dog can't fend for itself. You know, the dog looking around all hungry and shit. I mean, but San Francisco, we we got we got some really cool homeless people out here. I actually met uh, a homeless hoarder the other day. You guys know what a homeless hoarder? I know, right? A homeless dude with like ten cars. Like, what the fuck you need all that for? He walked up to me and handed me a compass like, hey, you know, you need to go over that way. I'm like, bro, you need to go over that way, man. How many carts do you need? That's going to be the next show, Homeless and Hoarding in 2021, guys. Oh, my God. It's 2021. Everybody's vaccinated in here? Everybody got vaccinated? I see nobody's respecting. I mean, yeah, we got masks on and everything. I know, right? They had to convince me to get vaccinated, you know, because I wasn't too convinced about this shit. You know, they told me my dick was going to get bigger. So I said, okay, fine. Would you get the vaccine if your dick was going to get bigger? Don't answer that question. Look, <laughs> He's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I was waiting on Magic Johnson to endorse this shit. You know what I'm saying? I was waiting on him to endorse the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, obviously, you know? Because Magic knows some shit about diseases. You know, I believe that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Magic, cool, cool. Tried to go to the gym the other day, you know. The gyms are back open now. They're pretty cool to go in there. They obviously want your vax card when you go in there and everything. But let's keep it real, man. Skinny people, I don't need to see you on a treadmill for an hour, right? I'm standing next to a skinny person. I'm like, hey, I need that more than you. She's just working out and shit. And I'm like, you know, 10 minutes is all you need, really. I'm, I'm more of an hour person on a treadmill. So, hey, guys, I was just trying out some new jokes. Actually, I got one last joke. It's uh, What's the deal with sriracha sauce? Why is this so important these days? You know what I'm saying? I got a roommate. I got a new roommate. He's like, 
really, really in love with Sriracha. I've never met anybody. Is Sriracha sauce got crack in it or something? Is this something I'm not knowing? You know? I mean, he just walks around, just has like 10 different bottles of Sriracha sauce. And I didn't know Sriracha sauce was that important. You know what I'm saying? And I, the other day, I recently found a bottle of Sriracha sauce in the bathroom, which leads me to believe it is okay to jack off with it. Hey, you guys, that's been my time on Mike Bonds. Mike Bonds, everyone. Sweet. Um, we're going to get him in. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Billy Sullivan. You're not be like, nigga, hey, where you at? When you calling up your phone, you don't even ask. All right, give it up for Mike Bonds, wherever he just went. Yeah, yeah, me and him are actually from the same neighborhood in San Francisco, just a few blocks down. Just a couple, that's all it took. It was okay for me. Um, yeah, no, uh, I grew up, born and raised in San Francisco. I'm so used to people smoking crack anywhere outside that I've been doing coke anywhere inside, and it's been getting me in trouble man it's brutal out here you were um was it you talking about speed dating yeah. yeah no i was i was into that for a bit i um i did learn that smoking meth before tinder days <laughs> that was not going down well i like i just like two minutes after introduction i would get into foot fetish talk and <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it doesn't go well i'm just telling you you know i i you know i'll i'll admit it I um, have an unhealthy relationship to drugs. I, I, you could probably guess that by the look of me and my low-key demeanor. Um, I, uh, no, yeah, I knew what the, um, I knew what a standard deviant, or I knew, oh, fuck me. Here's the joke. I knew what a standard, damn, son. See, it's the drugs. Give me a break, guys. It's the drugs. Um, but I knew what a deviated septum was before I learned about a standard deviant. That's what it was. That's what it was. Um, yeah, no, I like uh, I like Xanax. That's the one. That's the guy for me. That's my little my little pillow at night. Um, I'll take some. I'll watch a scary movie, a really scary movie, eat some Xanax, and then it's just the movie. Just low key. Give it up for Pam back there. You. Ate her entire script of Valium today, just right now, and she's having the opposite of a panic attack. ODing on downers. That is what an opposite of a panic attack is. I've learned the hard way. Um, uh, yeah, 9-11. We'll do some 9-11 stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up. That's coming up. I, uh, I was in first grade when 9-11 happened. Thank you. I'm a clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me give me a break <laughs> uh no but anyway first grade 9 11 um i didn't think it was that big of a deal really uh i got sent home me and my friends played mario kart all day i remember thinking i won 9 11 every day <laughs> it was a good day for me man i yeah no guys i um Two, two, peop two women in two different states have come up to me and said, you look like the guy who raped me. And I know that's some heavy shit to hear. And this is true. Like, that's something that has actually happened to me. But all I have to say about that is, Quentin Tarantino, please stop raping people out here. And again, I'm wearing a mask, so you can't really tell. But I would describe my look as Quentin Tarantino without any of the talent but all the foot fetish. <laughs> 
But thank you so much, guys. It's all the time I got. Billy Sullivan, everyone. Yay. We got two comics left. We're going to squeeze them in and put your hands together right now for Grace. In the field, whole time, and I tell them just keep it real. I don't even fuck with all these fools. Hi, everybody. First time at Mutiny. Um, yeah. Um, should have come more prepared. No. <laughs> Used to doing crowd work. It's different when they're all comedians. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, uh, I moved to San Francisco last year amid the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> interesting experience, to say the least. Um, I'm from Miami, Florida, and being from Florida has always fucking sucked. But now it feels like something I shouldn't talk about. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to be associated with those people. You know, it's my home. Uh, it was the only other place I've lived. Um, I kind of drove as far as I could. <laughs> Um, ended up here. One of my favorite uh, tidbits that I feel very proud of, having been a, a, a native Miamian, is I never tried Coke. Still haven't. I mean, it's just, you know, all my fucking friends that <laughs> it's like the douchey epidemic of just everybody, every 30 minutes. I was so clueless at first. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on in the bathroom? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm used to going in the bathroom and consoling chicks, you know. Now I'm going into bathrooms and being like, you know, you know, time to make a connection. Like, you know, it's I don't know, for guys, I know it's not this, you know, experience, but for for chicks, it's very much where we go just support each other. Like the most incredibly inspirational things that I've ever heard have been said in a woman's bathroom. Just complete strangers gripping each other's faces. You know, men ain't shit, whatever the fuck. Now you go in and they're all doing startups. They're <laughs> they're there, fuck it. <laughs> they got whiteboards and shit. And it's, you know, uh, it's really inspirational. And that's how we're closing the wage gap. Um, <laughs> it, no, but uh, it's, you know, and then moving here to San Francisco, everybody also does coke here. Um, and uh, my boyfriend and I were doing long distance. Uh, he lived here and... Well, I chose the better of the two places uh, to move in together, and he had he didn't know that stand-up comedy was a thing, which was interesting. Um, and I took him to his first show. Um, I I don't think he likes it, but he's very supportive. Um, he's he's on the the autism spectrum. I found out um, recently. I mean, he's high functioning. You know, he works at uh, at Google. He's you know, he's a brilliant dude. But he doesn't always, you know, get the nuanced or the, you know, reading between the lines. He's a very direct person. Um, I went out of town and he told me, you know, in order to be respectful, like, I want to make sure that, you know, I don't talk to any women while you're out of town. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's okay, you know? And he's like, okay, but I'll jerk off before I leave the house. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's very, you know, proactive. I love you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I'm a, I'm a lucky lady. Anyway, thanks, guys. Grace, everyone! All right, we're going to do it. we got one last comedian. Everybody put your hands together for Josh Kahn! Hey, you know what they say. They save the last for last. And that's, that's what I am. I am, uh, I am 0.5 of the 2.75 Asians that you guys have seen tonight. I, I, I also am half Korean. 
We got a quarter Asian back there. It's very diverse. I just had to get out here and, you know, yellow peril, what's up? You know, I had to say my piece about that shit. You know, what's up, you guys? I, I'm half Korean. I'm half Korean. The other half of me is Jewish. That means that I can produce y'all's K-pop album on a budget. Okay? <laughs> Let's go big on TikTok after this. What do you think? I know I'm a boomer and everything like that. I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, you know. Anyway, uh, when I, I, I have not been eating enough lately, and when I get hungry, I write songs about being hungry because that's just, like, what's on my mind. I'll try a new song out on you guys. Um, goes like this. I would like a number three with some hot pork sticky buns, maybe some crispy shrimp balls. Watch out, here I come. I'll get some dim sum, baby, dim sum. Little tiny portions, dim sum. Yum, yum. Yeah. That's, I just wrote that earlier. It's good. Um, I was, uh, they got two HBOs they have where they show the same movie. One of them is in Spanish, uh, but you will accidentally click to it sometimes, and I did so the other day, and it was uh, the end of Dark Knight Rises, but it was like a big, long action sequence. It was all shooting and action. There was no, no, langu- no, no dialogue happening, right? So, but then we run up to there's Bane, and it's Spanish-ass Bane, like, doing a good fucking job, too. He's like... I was like, shit. I was like, did they teach Tom Hardy? I think they taught, like, that's not Tom Hardy, that's Tom Hardy, you know what I mean? You know? I always wanted to have, like, Bane as my Siri, you know, like, in 200 feet, turn right to your inevitable destruction. You know? If Bane was a songwriter, he would, like, if Bane wrote parody songs and shit, he would write, you know, he he would rip off that song, he'd be like, I'm so Bane. I probably think this Gotham's about me. I'm so Bane. I'm so Bane. I probably think this Gotham would doubt me. Don't you, Batman? Don't you? I'm just going to try to fill up all this time with a Bane impression. As I <laughs> Bane, okay, Bane pronouncing Batman and Robin, uh, you know, uh, uh, in a being married. It would go like this. Uh... Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to join these two superheroes in holy matrimony. Robin, do you take this aged billionaire to be your sugar daddy and superhero until I break you? <laughs> Robin's all excited. He's super into He's like, hell yeah, I do. I take Batman. And then Bane turns to Batman. He's like, Batman, do you take this scantily clad boy to be your sidekick until you meet your death? And Batman's kind of getting cold feet at this point. He doesn't know whether, you know, he's, Batman's thinking about running out of the church. Guys, what do you call it when Batman runs out of a church? A Christian bail? <laughs> Thank you, Joke Workshop. Hey, that was amazing. That was an amazing end to our show. Thank you all for being here tonight. I'm so glad I got everybody in. Um, thank you all for being here. And um, this Wednesday, we've got Asiento at 7.30. And um, this weekend, Atlas, and oh, so many shows. And the comedy festival apply now, and it's going to be great. Uh, we'll see you all next time. Yeah, we get to my bro crib, trying to hide. Ducking and dodging, but they don't even see us. And they know they give up. Counting hella bands, know we pouring up. Counting up. Smoking on my weed, know I'm rolling up. Fuck all the people. Shut up.
detrás.